Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for a limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to this. It's a podcast. In fact, it is the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast. A podcast dedicated to rugby. It doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. I'm here with Phil. Hello, Philip. Hello, Jonathan. How has your weekend been? Uh, good. Nice relaxing in the Peak District in Castleton. How delightful. You can tell us all about that later. Because down the line, we've got Tim Cocker. Tim Cocker. Good evening, gentlemen, from the Egg Chasers TMO shipping container currently deployed in South London. God, you've been doing some miles this week, haven't you? Or weekend, even. Yeah, yeah, uh, Dublin, Belfast. Um, I, the, the Belfast, I didn't get to go out in Dublin, but I saw a great game of rugby. Um, went out in Belfast, and it, that's, that's fun. It's good fun, I, isn't I it? I mean, yeah, how many stories will start with the phrase, well, we were in the Dirty Onion... <laughs> Ooh. It's just uh, the, it's the name of a place where you just expect things to happen and uh, yeah. Quick yeah. question. Uh, are you allowed to tell me who you went out with? Which of the crew I went just, for beer? Oh, well, no because everyone else was working on Sunday. So uh, um I, I almost managed to get Nick Mullins out but uh he was being very very responsible despite the fact he wasn't working on Sunday. He had a um a, a date with the in-laws and so just had a social few in the hotel rather than uh, coming out and i think he chose wisely basically but, some of the other crew at, at bt sport have found out about my drinking oh really thing. so yeah i was like a, a i was like a little bit of entertainment being wheeled out a performing monkey exactly yeah <laughs> well i can i can do nothing but tell you how uh, but I can do nothing but tell you how good Belfast is, except for one one small thing: the taxi services there are <laughs> off oh. third world. You had a real thing with the taxi, the cartel taxi oh services. Oh my god, they're awful! Like <laughs> you get better taxi service in, in the Congo than you do in uh, in Belfast. Well, but, you know it is some breaking is. news there for anyone who goes to see those Pride Ulstermen. I can tell you they now have Uber. Oh yeah, thank God. Uh, well, we'll tell you all about Uber and all the other regional taxi services. But before we do, go follow us on Twitter, at Rugby Podcast. You can do it, uh, go and see us on Facebook. We're there too. We're also on Instagram and some YouTube stuff now and again. So, yeah. yeah so, and, and, on... and, and he, is, he is at J. Beardmore. I'm at Cocker. And Phil just stalks from afar. Doesn't he just? With a ghost, with a ghost account. I'm, the... I'm, I'm a voyeur. Y- yeah, quite. <laughs> well, why don't we start off with something quite light-hearted? Um, I really enjoyed this. Not Freddie Burns dropping the ball, but the subsequent reaction to Freddie Burns drop, dropping the ball, and in particular the hashtag "Chin Up Freddie." Yeah, it's good. Good little uh, hashtag you started there, Tim. 
Yeah, I know. It was fun. Some of the stories are amazing, aren't they? So the, yeah, the the thought was, it's like, oh god, he's just made a massive balls up. Um, but the, the the sort of relatable part of that is everybody has. It's just most of our balls ups aren't quite so public. Yes, absolutely, absolutely right. Um, yeah, some of the stories were incredible, and um, I thought we'd talk about it because not only was your hashtag very very good, it kind of highlighted. Something which I didn't really think about. So I was going to have a good old whinge today about how people basically saw the Freddie, but what what happened to Freddie Burns, and then used it to say things on Twitter, like something incredibly sanctimonious, like "Oh, watch out, Freddie! They'll all be out in force tonight." But you're a good guy, that kind of thing. You know, sort of like building up a straw man. Yeah, but a good friend of mine uh, who is a big football fan actually WhatsApp me and said, "I'm just reading the Freddie Burns tweets, like how supportive everyone is." And that well, because of a football fan, there, there, there was no like lol or uh, Di Mourinho or anything like that. It was just actually, it was, it was actually quite refreshing. It was it was interesting to get someone else's perspective because reading this is exactly what we would expect from from rugby fans. Yeah, which is a few people being annoyed, but the overwhelming majority being kind of next job, focus on the next thing. Don't worry, that kind of stuff happens to everyone. Which is what we would expect, but from another sports perspective, it's completely alien. Yeah. To be honest, it wasn't even that bad, was it? What, the the mistake? Well, it wasn't oh, really no. a mistake, was it? Well, it yeah. was. Oh, oh I don't two, know. Well, it was two mistakes. You've got to remember, one was compounding another. Oh, so he the missed, miskick. missed the penalty right in front of the posts. Mm. And then makes amend by breaking through, s- celebrates, he's, he's uh, kissing the badge and slapping his chest, and... Oh. He he goes. To, oh, but like, it's he's, so casual. But like, but, if he knows uh, whoever it was was there, who who, who, who Madard Madard. I want to say uh, uh, Hugh Jackman, Wolverine. <laughs> no, I, was, I keep wanting to say uh, I can't even say that. Anyway, Quattrono. Quattrono. Because of course, uh, when I think of fallback disasters, I think of him. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, particularly in a slew shirt. If he knew he was there, he would he would have scored. He just didn't know he was there. So yeah, that, no... that's why it's a, that's why it is a mistake. Because uh, he, he... I'm not having that. I, well, no, it, so, it... so you don't think it's a mistake? No, he could do that like what? he could wait, do that like a hundred times. Wait, what are you what are you talking about? So because you don't know. think it's a mistake? <laughs> no, because you're just being contrary. He just doesn't know, does he? What's your wait? What's your definition of a mistake? Because that, because that there falls is, right. No. There is a very big and broad definition of mistake. That is okay. it. I'll, I'll give you a great example <laughs> of a mistake. So, everyone gets on Freddie Burns' back as a mistake. Actually, I say everyone. They don't. Yeah, they don't get on his back. They don't. But everyone says, yeah, it makes a mistake. And yeah, maybe kind of. But I watched Snotty Snotty today, and he's streaking in for a try. He's got two guys on his outside. He eats up all of their space, and in the end. The Toulon fullback comes in, tackles him into touch. Now, as it happens, Toulon's fullback tackled him high, yellow card, off he goes. In my mind, what Snotty Snotty did is far more egregious than what Burns did. Because Burns could have put down that uh, could have put put on that ball, try. He didn't see the guy. Snotty Snotty can see two men outside of him, and it's just the fact that the Toulon fullback messes up. And he gets away with it. But that, not using your men on an overlap, when you know those men are there, is far more egregious than what Burns did. I, I don't want to, I don't particularly want to enter, this is not a conversation yeah. worth having because that is such an, um, it's a, a humongous balls up. Particularly, it's the context of the game. How, things like that have happened 
in other matches when a team's already 30 points up. Yeah. And yeah. it quickly gets forgotten about. But this was the kick. And then this falls the up. I mean, it was like driving past a, a, an accident on the other side of the motorway. You you don't want to look, but you can't help it. The the just watching the replays, just it was like watching a, a horror scene. It was and, oh, I felt so bad for the guy. And it it is doubly bad because not only did it cost Bath the win in this, it has probably prematurely ended their season in Europe because it is virtually impossible to qualify from your group losing at home. Yeah, it, it's they have to win every single game from now on, including three away trips. Mind you, you know. Yeah, you need four wins, don't you? Uh, you you could potentially get through with three. It has been done, but usually four, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it's very, very difficult. Uh, It's, yeah, he's made it difficult. Yeah, I'll (laughs) I'll give him that. But he hasn't just made it difficult. And I go back to this. He didn't know the guy was there. So that that, that is a mistake. Yeah. Well, if you have all the information available to you, you can make better decisions. Yeah, but how how about... (laughs) How about the, the the planning for the worst, hoping for the best? Just get the like, dive on, get, just fall down on yeah, the floor. Get the ball the down. It's like, uh, I mean, there's there's numerous ones. I, I mean, I've, this is a, hardly a timely one. But I remember uh, David Skreller trying to clear the ball from his own lines against Argentina in the opening game of the France World Cup. And he took his time, just a little bit, to, you know, a normal kick, took his time just a little bit too much, maybe. And then Argentine ankle taps him as he as he's about to kick. It's the same sort of thing. He just didn't know he was there. Ben Ben Botica <laughs> kicking the ball away for Quinns. That's worse. That is a bad mistake. That is worse, yeah. That is another mistake. Uh yeah, Rob Shaw um going for the corner. That is worse. Another mistake. Yeah. So, you know, look, it happens. And also, <laughs> let's just remember this. If he hadn't have done that, if he hadn't have been the player that he is, w- wagging his finger in the in the air, kissing the badge, so on and so forth. What would we talk about? I mean, these are great <laughs> moments of the game. Do you remember Leguizamon do, doing something similar for Irish? Yes. These are great immortal moments. Oh, yeah. If nothing else, yeah, yeah, everyone yeah. will remember the name Freddie Burns for a lot longer than they originally would have. So, uh, will will I, Carling's one I like. Yeah, in, oh! in the, the Will Carling one where he's showboating. I love that. Trying try to run it under the post and gets picked up and carried over the Who, dead ball line. I don't know why I think this. Was it the Canadian Lockheed that picked, picked him up? Uh, mate, I don't know. That's niche. <laughs> what, was it? Was it against Leicester? No, it was. It was in a sevens tournament. At oh, it was definitely wasn't him then. It definitely wasn't against, him. I think it was London Scottish. Um, anyway, yeah. So fun and games all round at Bath. Eh? Now, it, here, yeah. Here's something which I also enjoyed about it is, um, <laughs> like, I know everyone says it with the best of intentions, but things like "Oh, we'll gather around him." Uh, Todd Blackadder, no one died. Actually, is that quote attributed to to Todd Blackadder? No one died. Yeah, the no one died quote. Uh, Don't know. Uh, I've not seen. I didn't. I didn't hear him say. I didn't hear hear that. Well, he says it like you know, uh, but to to the effect of yeah, we'll all support him and gather around him and the rest of it, right? On the other hand, Todd Blackadder's actions spoke slightly slightly louder than words because he subbed him. And then whoever it was on the floor, when he's holding his head on the floor, someone shouts at Freddie Burns on the floor like, what have you done? <laughs> Jack, Jack Willison. Yeah, Willison. Jackson Willison <laughs> yeah. did that. The, the Blackadder taking him straight off, I actually think that's the right thing to do. Because I, I know that Blackadder will have not done that to criticise him. He will have put his arm around him. And Freddie Burns, with those two mistakes, will have been absolutely mentally shot. I'd kept in, the, in the last few minutes, 
I think you just got to get him off there. I would have kept him on, right? Not only would I have kept him on, I wouldn't have let him come off after the final whistle. <laughs> make I'd make him, him do him laps. Wait, yeah, wait outside for an hour. <laughs> The, um, in the middle of the field one, mo- one of my favourite moments of the weekend was all, all, kind of a reverse I thought it was great but it seems to have been met on social media with people um, absolute hatred Maru Itoji oh, doing I- the celebration with the Glasgow players I didn't see when it they didn't- so yeah. uh, the, whistle, the whistle had gone but Glasgow played on scored the try all jumping around celebrating Maru Itoji obviously knew that it had been disallowed or, or, or the, the game had already been stopped and so he starts going into the huddle, jumping up and down, celebrating sarcastically. Uh. I, so I do like that. It's something that I've noticed from Saracens, particularly the last two weeks. They are really antagonistic of the other team. Sassy Saracens. With Quinns the other week, they were really trying to wind Quinns up. And they were, they were doing it in this game. Really? Yeah. I've not seen Saracens for a few weeks now, so I'll, I'll look out for this. I was busy watching Newcastle demolish uh, Toulon. Hell of a result, that. Yeah. What a result. Did you boys watch it? I was watching Saracens. No. Uh, were you at Saracens, Tim? No, 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 no. I Did, was watching it. Have you worked today? No, no. Ah. I'm, I'm, I, I have to be... I have to be I'm in the shipping container because I have, I have to be uh, in the south tomorrow. Got you. Uh, yeah. Did you watch the Newcastle... So you're watching the Saracens game. Yeah. The Newcastle yeah. game is superb. I, I, for me, the best contest of, of the weekend... Oh, really? Yeah, it's quality. So it was, it was 25 26 to Newcastle. Yes. But I don't know anything more than that. Uh, well, it's a weird one because, first of all, you look at the, you look at the Toulon team. This is not a classic Toulon team. You know, so you recognise some of the names, like you know, the French international, uh, some of the French uh, internationals. You recognise, like, um, Fakatoa, obviously. You know, so there's a handful of them. You know, yeah, okay, good. But then the pack is pe- people I've never heard of, really. And I don't know if it's like never heard of in the same way a Frenchman has never heard of Callum Green, or if it's like that I just don't really just don't know these guys. Yeah, there are, there's a few which unusual names. I'm just looking at the team sheet now. Like, so you recognise uh, obviously Gerardo, Gerardo, and then who? Uh, struggling after that, to be honest. Uh, Romain Talfifinua, I know. Yeah. Uh, then you go you go into the bench. For, for forwards that I know, really. Chucky played? Chucky, uh, Jacques uh, Pockita. Yeah, by the way, not exactly a huge name. No. Huge book, but not a huge name. Yeah. Last time I remember him, he was winning a Super Rugby title for the Waratahs. Waratahs. Yeah. So, you know, not a great team, but, you know, nevertheless, it is Toulon at home. Uh, Newcastle just played with a lot more energy. And their line speed, I mean, their defence was particularly good. Uh, I thought Ben White head. Is that the name of the ref? Is it Ben Wired? Anyway, Ben had a super... The worst chap. Yeah, now, I think he got a lot of criticism if he was in charge of Leinster Munster a few weeks back, or last week, if it was him. But uh, I thought he had a great game, because every decision, it felt like, had to go to the TMO, because it was one of these, like, slightly too high tackles, or, you know, something had happened. Then he dealt with everything rather well. Uh, and Newcastle, in the end, just out-dogged Toulon. Toulon seems to have, you know, the better of the possession when they had it, but uh, Newcastle came out on top. It was quite impressive. Well, let's, t- let's touch on the officiating more broadly then. Um, like, just as a broad thing, how, how do you feel about it across the whole weekend? I'm in one of those situations where I haven't seen probably as much rugby as you guys because travelling's been involved. But um, I've caught up with as much as I can. But it, it appears to me that um, it, it, it was mixed. So one observation, and it was it was repeatedly mentioned in comms, was that the refs are going to be... Uh, 
stricter around high contact with the head, but also rooks, rook, clearing of rooks, uh, and ruling or any contact with the head yep. in that. And guys going off the feet. Yeah. And I think they were, to an extent, although it was probably a little bit inconsistent. Yeah, I'll give you a great you, example of that. Um, Bath and Jerome Kano. And an almost identical tackle, which was on uh, Snotty Snotty by the winger from Toulon, who we all know, the big... Surveyor. So, no, the other one. Two is over. T- two, two is over, over, right? Almost identical, I would say. And I think Ben Whitehead got it spot on to the letter of the law. But I don't think the Kano one was wrong. And I'm, 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 I think you might like this one, boys, because we've been talking about, you know, refing to the spirit of the law. Well, I actually think that that was in the spirit of the law, but not to the letter of the law, because they are trying to get rid of high shots. Both so, players upright. So you're referring to Kano on Jamie Roberts. Yeah. Where Roberts was knocked unconscious. Kano received the yellow card. Yeah. For it. So... You're saying spirit of the law is probably right, but letter of the law should be read. No, letter of the law. I don't think his shoulders touch his head. But I... So, I, I think it does. I couldn't see a good angle that it does. But it must have, because Jamie Rose was knocked out. Well, I mean... Could... No, no, no you, can, you can be concussed without a contact to the head. Yeah. It's like a whiplash effect. Yeah, I mean... There is data coming out of uh, America, I think, via the NFL, that that can be... that that. Well, early data, I think I read, was reading an article and saying that that can be as, it could be as dangerous as a direct headshot in some, in some, well, maybe not as much, but definitely there are lots of cases where you're getting this. Yeah, we know exactly what I mean. Well, look, if Jerome Kano's hitting you as hard as he can with a run-up and you also are 18 stone or whatever Jamie Roberts is, you know, bad things are going to happen. There's a hell of a lot of force in that tackle. So, I mean, the guess point is their heads were basically the same level. The shoulder, I think, was fractionally below... If you were going to literally take it like line by line, the law, I think it's a cl- it's a legal hit. But that's the sort of hit they want out of the game, and that's why we had he another was one of those. We had another one of those um, deliberate knock-ons that, that got a card. I I, I really really I, I've said it all last week, so I won't repeat myself. But and Joe Hodgson really, too, he got called with the same so thing. Sopo, there was the Sopo, I really hate that law. one, that uh, was harsh. Which so when I first watched it, I thought it was harsh. So. And then I reread the law book, and it does say, um, the, the law states you've got to have intended to, not, uh, to have knocked it on. But then the, the subsequent line is, or you had no um, reasonable expectation or reasonable chance of catching the ball. Yeah. And Sopoanga, his immediate reaction afterwards was to like look like he yeah. almost <laughs> caught. He was so close. <laughs> but actually, when you watch but it again... it up, didn't he? Yeah, when you a... actually watch it again... He was nowhere near... I mean, he was like a full but, arm's length stretch. So what stretch. do you think so about... if you apply the letter of the law, that was the correct decision. So what do you think about the to. argument about the ball being passed forward? Oh, yeah, that, absolutely. That, that, I, clocked that, I clocked that on the evening. Um, at, at the time, I was, I was stood right, right next to Craig Doyle and said, check, check it. But, um, so, um, and then there was chat going on in the, on the side of the pitch, but that was, yeah, because Sopawanga would not have been able to have got his hand to that ball had, had it been a legal pass. Yeah. So, so if you're a really good fly off, you want to draw a card, you've got to forward pass it just, just to, enough. Yeah. To, to make him to make him click. <laughs> Clever that, isn't it? No wonder the, they're the best team in Europe. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the well, other, you, the other, sorry, the other part I'm just going yeah, go to on, on, go on to make about, uh, the refing and specifically the refereeing of the rook. So they were 
a bit more careful generally on people going off their feet, people diving in, uh, and people being a bit reckless around the rook. But if you need, if you're going to clear it up, the one thing that still isn't being officiated is people not supporting their body weight or support, using their hands to support their body weight, which is something that leads to people having to go in absolutely full force. So have I told you how I intend to sort this out? We, no, we did mention this last week or two weeks ago. Yeah, but the rule should be anything. You know, no, sorry, you can't support your own body weight using the ground. Only another player. But then that creates a problem, as I mentioned the other week, where someone's going to be trying to push against forty stone because the guy on the floor, the guy on his feet, is holding onto the guy on the floor. Yeah. So the answer to that is don't push. But then you give a penalty away. Sorry, I'm confused now. So, so, so a jack- So. Ball's on the floor. Yep. I'm a defender. Yep. I'm jackling over the top. Got it. I'm supporting the guy, on, the guy on the floor. Yep. But I'm holding on to the guy on but the floor. what about when you use the guy on the floor to support yourself underneath your knees? Does that make sense? So I'm kneeling on him. Yep. So that, that's, again... Well, you can't jackal, effectively. You just simply all can't... All of this... Uh, the, the, the simplest answer to this is all of this happens every single ruck. It does. And it's it's a magic eight ball whether they decide... And I think the material the material effect of it all is stuff happens all the time, but if the ball comes back in reasonable time, just crack on, please, just play the game. But it's, it's when it's done cynically and when it slows down the, the attacking intent and possibilities of a side, that's when it needs to be um, officiated. I agree, but, I agree with that. But do you know what? If... If that was done today, Cardiff wouldn't have won. Because Cardiff at some point today decided, let's throw out all our ability to uh, defend because we're not going to beat these guys with big shots. But let's really attack the breakdowns. Every breakdown, there are two guys juggling for the ball. I'd be amazed if every time they were always on their feet. And they had tremendous success with it. Now that allows a smaller team, a smaller team to be able to get over the ball, turn it over and play. So if you get rid of the jackal or you change the rules so it's harder to jackal... The, they have done. Yeah, so you know, the problem being is then you're going to have to win the ball back via collision and we don't want, we don't want collision. Does that make sense? Because you're going to have yeah, bigger yeah, guys. Does. Smaller guys that are jackling. Uh, guys who are lower to the, yeah. lower to the ground. Yeah. yeah, not necessarily smaller because someone like... Uh, Francois Lowe would be a good example. Francois Lowe. Pocock. Pocock's an absolute unit. Yeah, oh, I'm thinking more someone who's like 20 stone, like uh, Mako oh, Vanapola. Right, uh, right. Yeah, so there are two sorts of jacklers. There's the big-bodied kind of prop. Dan, Co- Dan Cole was so Dan Cole this week, by the way. Um, <laughs> and then there's like the typical seven, like the whole of the Cardiff back row who could jackal. Yeah, and they, they deliberately selected a back row that was effectively three sevens yeah. to try and, well, speed, speed up the game on their ball but slow down and turn over the game on Leon's ball. Phenomenally successful. They hammered Leon in that breakdown. A- astonishing uh, result. But just, just briefly on the officiating, what did you make of the end of the Exeter Munster game? Uh, I can't remember it, although I did see it. Remind me, how did it go? Yeah, well, I just, it. It, it, it reminded me of that Wasps-Newcastle game the oh. other week where you just had this feeling that no matter what happened, there was no penalty. Oh, I'm with you. Yeah, I, I know exactly what, what you mean. Uh, so... It, it it did end up with an extra knock on though, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, really close to the line. So close after them going forty or fifty yards, doing what Exeter did do so well. So that that was that was. You mentioned the um, Tolon Newcastle was one of the closest games of the weekend. That Exeter Munster game, yeah. And I mean, a lot of the points that we it was absolutely brutal. It was brilliant 
it was brutal. It was a hell of a performance um, by Munster to do what they did. Hell of a defensive shift. And a hell of a defensive shift from Exeter as well. Yeah, they did well. Because with the wind in the first half, yeah. they would have been... I, I feared for them. I thought they were going to lose. Um, but the, one thing I, I just it fascinates me about Exeter is the body shape of their guys. They all have like really big backsides. Like, power. <laughs> like that's, where, that's where all that power comes from. They're... It's um, true. The, the it conditioning. Is. I don't know whether they've picked guys that are of this or whether they've cultivated <laughs> this. But Ewers, Armand, Simmons is the same. Yeah, Simmons is the same. The or powerful else. like core and rump they've got. Uh, that's, just, but that's literally what you need, even in the backs. So Witten and Woodburn, yeah. for example, yeah. maybe, maybe yeah. not someone like Slade, but Witten and Woodburn. And even um, Stu Townsend, he's got a big old rump on on the yeah. boy. Well, you just have to, you know, you have to ask the question: like, how much utility is superb upper body strength? I mean, it's useful in some things, sure, but actually, if you think about it, where you know where are you going to put all your effort, all your all your gym time, it probably is legs. Oh yeah, uh, biceps and bench presses for show in in rugby. Mm. It's you, all about glutes, hammies, quads, fitness, and they fit- have massive glutes. They really do. Yeah, they could probably they could probably release a fitness DVD that that like <laughs> teenage girls would probably buy. <laughs> well, funny enough, the, Tim, the, the bikini beauty they, body workout. Yes, I was going to yeah, say, exactly, exactly. my friend Steve. <laughs> this is this is about the the tenth time we've told told this story on the podcast. I want to hear it again though. Yeah, yeah, funny enough, my friend Steve actually uh, stole his girlfriend's workout plan because he was too tight to buy his own work workout plan. And I think it was actually named the Bikini Booty Body Workout. It should have been renamed the Exeter Chiefs Back Row <laughs> Booty Body by, Workout. By the way, joke on us when he comes back into the first team. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> Takes two seconds off his 100 metre time. All <laughs> yeah. oh, right, it maybe did work. And I've got to say, by the way, Rob Baxter never fails to impress me. You- uh, and the way he spoke after that... That game was absolutely brilliant. The, the, taking it on the chin, diffusing any potential controversy. Um, loved it. Because there, there were a few cont- contentious moments. Some of the refereeing decisions around the uh, the breakdown, um, mm-hmm. in, in both directions, I think. I think it, it, it equaled itself out. But I'm sure there were fans of both teams complaining about individual decisions. And the... Um, Conway charge down the over enthusiastic yeah. charge down on Steenson. Yeah. Oh yeah, there was a lot of people calling for a card on Twitter. I'm actually surprised there wasn't a card. In all honesty, because it's the kind of thing. It's like cynical, unsporting play, and it's reckless, and it's the kind of thing we're trying to get out of the game. But Baxter cut through all of that, and yeah, he was very magnanimous and. The usual Rob Baxter that you come to love and expect. It is yeah. disappointing for Exeter, though. You can't get away from that. I mean, they've really targeted this competition this year. First game of the season that they've not won? Correct. Uh, I know he's not particularly rattled by it, but maybe they should Maybe they should be, because they really wanted this game. And there's going to be teams which are a hell of a lot better than Munster. Well, they've got two away games. They don't have to go to Toman Park until the last game. And I'm sure they will be thinking, let's get the job done before then. Because if they yeah. have to go to Toman Park and get a result, that's uh, they're going to be in a bad place. Yeah. So who's in the... Isn't it Gloucester? Gloucester. 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 Yeah. So I'd fancy... Now, can I, go on. 
I was going to say, can I can I just pick up on something that I that I read a few times in a few newspaper articles whilst I was in Ireland? Ooh, from the writers, yes, uh, yeah, Irish writers. So there was there was a lot of. It's the way they describe the financial side of the game. Okay. I I have an issue with. Okay. Because there were there were phrases like they were they, there was this article previewing the game and talking about wasps and um it said the expensively acquired Brad Shields and the the uh, <laughs> making a point of saying how much uh, Lima Sopawanga who's exchanged his hope of playing for New Zealand for bags of of cash. There, there seems to be a, a huge amount of emphasis put on this money bags England tag, and I was. St- in awe of that Leinster performance, but looking at the side and thinking, this, there's no way they're paying less for their squad. Uh, their massive squad. Yeah, but it's all subsidised by Ireland too. I, well, I know, I know, but that's why I'm saying I just think this is fine. I, I'm not begrudging it or saying that it's bad or, or or anything. I'm saying that I think Leinster and Ireland are doing a great job and um, yeah. if they can get the other, other provinces working as well. My point is, is that just stop this whole money bags England and France thing because it's a narrative which has been running for a while and I just don't believe. It, it, it does feel a bit hypocritical. Because, for example, when Sexton went to Racing and was one of the highest, if not the highest at the time, paid players in the top 14, and he didn't come back for a pay cut. So yeah. it, it does feel and, a little bit hypocritical. Yeah. Although they have, like, everyone has recognised and repeatedly recognised just how good their youth development and their selection yeah. and all that is. I mean, there's so many it's things amazing. going on. I mean, is it cheaper to keep the players that you develop rather than buy them? Always. That's. Yep. That's undoubted. Um, they are amazing rugby outfit. And it's not just... By the way, it's not just the players. It's not just the fact they've got 27 players. I mean, if you look well, at the, the rest... Yeah. Sorry. Probably f- I meant 27. 55? I meant 27 in internationals. My, 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 my mistake. <laughs> they've got far more than 27 <laughs> players. Um, it's the fact that they, use, that they use them correctly and that they're a good team. Think about someone like Jack Conan. Jack Conan's a good player, right? World, world's best eight. Probably not. No, as good as uh, Nathan Hughes. I, I, I know he didn't play. But probably not. But he's a really, really good eight for that for that for that whole system. It's more than just having twenty seven great internationals. It's of course a, it's a wider team. Now, interestingly, I, I'd like to flip that on its head because a lot of Leinster fans were bemoaning that. They were moaning about the moaning of the Premiership teams and the Premiership <laughs> fans said, oh, it's not fair, you know, Leinster rested, rested all their players. I said, no, 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 um, Le- Leinster didn't rest their players or no more so than Wasps because for appearances, Wasps and Leinster are pretty much on the same across the, the first 15. Does that make sense? As in games played this season? Games rubbish. played this season by the 15. No, it, it isn't rubbish, Tim. It's exactly the same. But because the numbers are the same doesn't mean the reasons are, are the same. No. So, no, the total number of appearances in the Leicester in the Leinster fifteen yeah. on Friday night is in total. Um, hold on a minute, let me get this right. No, over what period was it? There was so someone it's just sort of some... season, isn't it? Yeah, it was over. I think was it last season? No, oh no God, I'll, I'll, I'll try and remember the stat, but it was it was an incredibly low number. Yeah, so relative. Yeah, I I completely agree. So it is. Um... It, I'm sorry, I, I can't. I can't remember the stats, so I won't give a false one in case it's wrong. Anyway, right. So, well, the the argument was: Wasps have got as many first team appearances this season as Leinster, or very close. But the reasons are very different. Whereas Leinster are busy 
you know, getting ready in peak condition, rotated, so on and so forth. You know, basically, you know, just conditioning for big games. The reason the Wasps guys haven't had much time is well, some of them haven't joined the team. Some Stop of them are injury- late. Yeah, some of them are injury replacements. Yeah, some of them were injuries coming back. You know, they're, they're completely different setups. But that's the whole point of the Hiding Cup. The whole point of the Hiding Cup is you get teams from different setups and different, you know, different structures of how they play, and you see who wins. I mean, yeah, that's absolutely. It. No, no, and, and it, it's amazing, and we can we can talk about the, the positives and the performance. I just I just hope that the, this this narrative can stop because on the very same day that I was reading this article saying the expensively acquired Brad Shields, it was also like, oh, Conor Murray signed a a three year extension to his Munster deal for a like the rumor is over two million pounds across those three years. Good so, for him. You no. Know, yeah, no, good for him. Yeah. Absolutely, and 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 it's and it's putting the na- national team first, and it's really, really working. And Johnny Sexton in two years playing seven Pro Fourteen games is the sort of thing that, you, that New Zealand have done, and the ah. sort of thing you need to do with your star players to to win a World Cup, and that's where the focus is. And I just wonder, it's interesting. Like the Premiership teams are going to need bigger squads because they can't go into Heineken Cup games and compete. But it, yeah, the thing is, the argument from in my mind is not so much. Well, it is about resting the players. But does the intensity of the Premiership create better teams? Uh, that's obviously been tested greatly now because of the strength of some of the Pro, four, four, pro 14 teams, which are subsidised by the unions. But that's fine. You know, That's exactly why we play the Heineken Cup, to work, to work out which yeah. structure works better. Uh, back to that Wasps uh, stat, sorry. Uh, it was 40 combined appearances. For Leinster, starting 15 have combined 50 Pro 14 appearances. Say, say, say that again, sorry. So Wasps have 48... Three com- games, like three and a bit yeah. games. Yeah, four, Yeah. so Wasps have 48 combined Premix uh, appearances. So that is their starting 15 this season. Because yeah. you, you've got guys like Brad Shield who started one game, Willie LaRue started one game, Correct. Sopranga started... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go on. And 50 for Pro 14 appearances. Valencia. Yeah, it's not... It's, it's not, not, it's not long, the same, is it? It's not a long enough study to be able to... No, 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 no. It's not a, a long enough period to... Because like, like you say, the... the, the <laughs> The f- Leinster don't haven't been ravaged by injury in the way that Wasps have, so yeah, it's kind of not a, it's not right. a like for like comparison. In- now, injury, which is the point you were making, yes, yeah, exactly. Injury and suspension, which is maybe a good time to go on to the Nathan Hughes. Oh, and no, oh my I, word! I want to continue with Brad Shields, the expensively acquired Brad Shields, because I think the <laughs> I think the Irish are on something here, um, and I think I'm going to use the moniker expensively acquired Brad Shields quite regularly now. Uh, he was. He had more missed tackles than anyone than anyone else in the Wasps team. I felt on Friday there were some Wasps guys that did phenomenally well. I don't really remember seeing Brad Shields. Do you? Uh, not not particularly. Uh, because there's some lads in there who were awesome. Tommy Taylor was immense. As Thomas what? Young. Thomas Young. Immense. Yeah, Tom Young coming back was uh, very good. But Brad Shields, for all the money that they spent on him, had more missed tackles than anyone else. And a particularly low, I think it was nine, nine completed, four missed, something like that. Can I... Um... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. 
Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Can I just one observation from that game? I'm in a privileged position where I get to stand near the tunnel, so see the players at half time. I have never ever seen players breathing as heavy as the Wasps players were at really? half time. Well, Never. They the were work. sucking in oxygen. Like they, it was like they, their heart rates must have been pretty much near maximum because they were all, their chests were going up and down, up and down. It was, it, I've never seen it, any, any other team quite like that at half time. Well, they, they, so they'd only conceded two tries in that first half uh, and one right at the end of the half. But the the amount of defensive work that they had to do, and they just never seemed to be able to properly clear their lines. Yeah, they'd they'd, they'd put in a brilliant defensive shift, eventually turn the ball over or snaffle it or force a knock on, whatever it was, clear their lines, and then immediately it was just coming back, and it was wave after wave after wave. And the stats like twenty five minutes they'd made something like eighty five tackles. Yeah, uh, well, one hundred and fifty six tackles in the first half. I think it was. Uh, you just knew you you were looking at the stats and you're right. It might oh, it might be 7-3 on the scoreline now. This is the the, the dam is going to burst and it's just going to be a free for all because wasps are going to be absolutely spent. Yeah, so Tommy Taylor, twenty six tackles, two missed, and he was only on for fifty five minutes. I think Will Rollins, twenty three tackles, zero missed. Will Rowland is is a very handy player. Bloody hell, that's good. Brad Shields, fifteen yeah, but, tackles but, but, made, I, I don't, five I, missed. I really don't like. I, I, I have a big issue with this whole missed tackle love thing because it's love just the number. And second rows and, and props and hookers make the majority of their tackles around the around, yeah I get the, it around the guard position, and, and and they're usually done by people that are trucking straight into them. So, yeah, fine. I, yeah, I, but, I just, that. but Tim, this suits JB's narrative. Well, no, no it's just interesting. I, I always that's the first thing that I look at: how many tackles someone's made. And then how many missed tackles? Love it. I, I remember our coach at university, at Bath Uni, it was a Wales A player back in the day, um, Yastin, someone. Anyway, he was our coach and he loved the stats. He used to get the non-playing players taking stats. Um, and I thought I had an absolutely terrible game in one, in one booster match. And we had our team meeting on, on the Monday and, or the next day. And uh, he brought up the spreadsheet with the stats, and I was man of the match. Oh, congratulations! <laughs> because my numbers look Hang good. On. Which just, have you just ever humble- since then? I've gone. It's just no. It, it, <laughs> it's a humble brag. Yeah, but it doesn't tell In a story. In my worst ever game, I got man of the match. <laughs> that is such a humble brag. <laughs> That's ridiculously humble brag. That's the worst humble brag I've ever heard. I, I used to actually quite enjoy it when we had uh, Clive Griffiths um, coaching at Sedgley, and he he introduced stats from it. For everything for every game and there was no place to hide you'd have video sessions and it, it did piss players off yeah um, i bet really pissed players off but i quite enjoyed it oh well strangely enough, i did a video session this week would you believe it with sale F- sale fc uh and they're using most of the sale sharks sort of analysis type procedures now and that was really really interesting are you going to start using them at Tok H? I don't think so, no. No. <laughs> it, it, it's a, it looks like a lot of work to, it, go, it, to go through this stuff. It is a lot of work to, to uh, compile all that data. Mm. So, But the, 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 let's, let's talk about the positives that, of that Leicester performance. My word. That, that, I mean, they could quite happily uh, upload that to some exotic video websites <laughs> and some people would be quite happy in a darkened room on their own. Uh, it's a phenom- <laughs> they were phenomenal. 
Um, it it was so. I know you don't like stats, Tim, but one one stat just to highlight one. No, I, d- one, I don't not like stats. It's just that tackle one. There's so much more to it. Anyway, yeah, yeah, they they are. But one stat to highlight a, yeah. a truly exceptional individual performance. Uh, James Lowe carried for sixty meters more than the entire Wasps team. Oh, is this right? Wow. Wasps did not make a single line break. Yeah, in the whole game. They got into the 22 once in the match. Yes. <laughs> it's That's brutal, isn't it? Isn't it? This That's... is Wasps we're talking about. That is brutal. Hey, they got three points. 11 minutes <laughs> in. It's... They weren't nilled. James Lowe's a big lad. Yeah, big, strong he's, boy. He's like, he's like, you know that, that kind of um, depth that you get? Mm. Uh, was you, when you get a bit older, when you've got, you got, you got a good decade of weights in you, that kind of depth. He's about six foot tall, but it's just, he's just a, it's just a big lad. Yeah, he, he is. is. You can tell. And and quick, and can change direction, and you put all those things together. Yeah. So yeah, his his individual stats were phenomenal. He had a superb performance. So just after half time, they scored an amazing try. Do you see that? Uh, like some sort of launch play off a, off a line, line out, out. Yeah. and they miss the two forwards of held out to Sexton back inside to low glorious yeah utterly glorious oh at that point was that the tiger was that the tiger furlong step and no that, that was after that that tiger furlong but that, after that so that, at that point so they scored one try just before half time they scored i think two tries sorry one one try just before two tries just after in that period where Sopoanga was off so they hit the lose their winning bonus point, their four try bonus point. Then, and after that, it was almost like a training game for, for both teams. It was yeah. just well, I guess a procession. If you, if you worked as hard as wasps, right, and then you sorry, if you worked as hard as wasps and then you start shipping points, you just can't continue that work rate. No, no. If it was close, I reckon they probably would have. What's the point? Yeah, once once you're. Uh, once you've already conceded after 44 minutes, whatever it was, you've conceded four tries, you're losing bonus point. You've never come close to scoring a try of your own. Yeah. Uh, Do you know what? It's I, game over. I just can't... Why I struggle with this, like, specifically what you said to me about how hard the players were breathing, is if you're working that hard as a Wasps team, and you've been... You know, other than that Cronin try, which shouldn't have been a try because he was offside, right, and that yellow card, you're pretty much in this. Because if you don't, you don't concede the yellow card. You probably don't concede concede the try. And Cronin's try shouldn't be. You should be three 0 up, really. What I don't get is why aren't Len- Leinster equally as knackered? I mean, what is it that Leinster? I mean, I don't think. I simply don't believe that they're that much fitter than Wasps. Uh, there is a thing about constantly no, I defending. Yeah, I, I, I think they will be. They will be a, a good chunk fitter, but it's also they're a better unit. And you, you've spoken in the past about yeah. Wasps. Uh, systems not be well. You you said they had no systems at all. It's kind of um, so. Th- if their systems aren't as good and their players aren't reading the game as well, then they are running more meters than they need to. Yeah. Uh, in order to get into position but to do you not defend. think psychologically, if you played a half of rugby and you think you're really good, Leinster obviously think they're really good, and you've come up against a wall of 130 tackles. At some point, you're not thinking, God, these guys are good. What's it going to take to... Bre- why is why does the psychological damage only happen to Wasps? Because in a way, I kind of think that Wasps would come off that field and say, hey, boys, they've got nothing. Maybe they did, but then conceding two tries in four minutes yeah, immediately so. after halftime. I actually think, based on what you... I actually think Leinster... I mean, obviously, their players are incredibly skillful, great rugby brains, 
they've got systems which they all buy into and work but i actually think they are fitter than anybody and it was really interesting you look at a lot of their guys they're not that big they're not as big as i thought they were going to be and that's not a criticism no. because I, th- I think actually they are like josh van der fleer was one for example I, I sort of stood next to him and went i was surprised me how not big he was for an international back row and he's quite a small guy relatively speaking obviously i wouldn't say you know he yeah. could do he, he, he could have me but um, I, I just think uh, but what, one thing that was really noticeable when you're there is how fast they all get up off the deck and get back into position they they are up and sprinting back to reload and get in position to 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 resource the next phase right. JB where where's this come from Tim <laughs> can you explain it i've never i have played rugby for i'm still playing rugby 20 years i've, I've been playing this game in some form or another i have never resourced a ball Phil, have you ever resourced a ball? I don't know what resourced means. Is it resourced or resourced? I don't know. What what would be the difference? It's like resourced. It's like it's like an HR. It's like um. It's like like it's like rugby teams are got a recruitment consultant in there somewhere. The scrum half. (laughs) We we need we need to employ a couple more people into this ruck. Get in here, lads. Yeah, resourcing the ball is. But you're not even resourcing the ball. Then you're resourcing the ruck. (laughs) <laughs> aren't you I mean I can understand resourcing the scrum resourcing the ball I don't know what it means I, I can't help you <laughs> it's with, just some of the it's some of the current lingo it'll be another word in a couple of year, in a couple of months time with your uh, fast and loose definition of the word mistake I've got no idea anymore Jay yeah no. <laughs> um, right something I mentioned before Nathan Hughes' disciplinary hearing oh my word what is going on so he's at a disciplinary hearing, and at 8:30 p.m., he tweets, "What a joke!" I'm just wondering if he was, uh, if he'd been given an, an advanced uh, viewing of The Apprentice and was, you know, talking about the candidates maybe while he was waiting for his. How do I mean, you know? He could have been. I don't know. He, he might have just made up a joke and thought, well, "What a joke that is!" I'm so pleased with myself. <laughs> so when he tweets that, I'm still so. So, so it's an hour and a half after that his. Uh, hearing started yeah he tweets what a joke and then three hours later it's announced that the dis- disciplinary hearing has been postponed or certainly will be reheard in not less than seven days time right so why he's sus- the weekend and he's suspended between the two so they like so he, he is he is suspended until a satisfactory conclusion of a future hearing. So, hang on. If he, for instance, gets cleared of this, yeah, what happens then? Because uh... <laughs> no, no, he was going to get suspended anyway. So, but we don't know no, that. Count, George Smith the, the, wasn't. Well, well no. Well, I th- obviously, they didn't give the actual verdict from what they were going to say at the last one because they want to factor in something else, which they, which presumably, uh, well, certainly, I'm sure, is this tweet. So it'll just be taken off if he gets if he got a whatever three week or five week or whatever uh, ban they'll just say right we've already served one so four more to go. But if he if he if he, if he, if he, if he gets off if he gets George Smith's lawyer yeah. or, or George Smith himself uh, quite with some biscuits. Um, well, they've obviously decided on what he was going to get for what they were there to do. But I just want to say what are these guys being paid by the hour? Because it was it wasn't an hour and a half after he got there for his hearing. It was an hour and a half after his hearing had finished. How long does it take to work out how many weeks well, to give someone uh, I just... for a very very innocuous little jab when he's on the floor? Yeah. Something stupid. But how long does that take? Well, I just need to point out. I just need to point out. I know 
some people who do the disciplinary and they do not get paid. I just want to make that clear because I, I was told off for saying that. And, you know, fine. On the other hand, just get it done. I mean, unless there's something really... If it's, if it's to do this tweet, it is unacceptable. You need to well, sort no, no, it out there and that's then. Not, that, no, 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 no. Because as Phil said, that happened later. There was still about... It, it was still Nathan Hughes was, was, was there for in the building for over two hours before he tweeted over a, t- a little tiny innocuous little jab it, i mean surely it's you, you walk in you go did you do it nathan yeah i did i'm sorry well you, you've you've got previous a little bit we're gonna have to we're gonna have to give you this um there you go there's your, <sighs> there's your suspension off you go what's taking all this time anyway that's no excuse for sending a, 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 a tweet I did, so i, I kind of did he get dealt with by the referee for this because I have no idea what the incident is referring no. to. Right, no. But if he does get dealt, if he gets a red card, does he also then get suspended as well? Uh, you just get yeah. You just get the spe- suspense from the red card, which would vary depending on the right. offence. This is where it baffles me because the red the red card conclude the red card is a conclusion of guilt almost, and then it's a disciplinary of the length of the ban. Yes. Whereas here, because there was no conclusion of guilt because there was no red card, you got to conclude the guilt. And then you've got to determine the length I, of the ban. I, I think if you suspend the disciplinary, right, you should play. You can only be suspended after a disciplinary. Well, so if he's not, if he's not, oh, if he's found not guilty now, if George Smith comes, no, well, come in there, so but if, if clearly, he was, so he should then he should then get like a free hit. Ooh. So by the time, no, so I know, but a, by the, yeah, free, yeah, no, he should a free jab. Is it, what, how? A free jab, yeah. If he gets found innocent, what? I mean, do Leinster just have five points knocked off their points differential? No, <laughs> the, the hypothetical situation you're you're coming up with is completely irrelevant because the yeah, yeah I know. Hearing people already knew obviously that he was going to be banned, but I, yeah. I agree with you. Like in theory, it's uh, it's, it's, it's funny. No, I, I, just, rule, I just regret the fact that like, have you seen the jab on Lewis Ludlow? No, it's just it's so petty. I mean, petty of Nathan Hughes to do it at all, and petty that. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. Oh, yeah. Just get, just get them done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So let, let's let's talk about another number eight, another England number eight. Uh, I didn't see this, but I know who you're going to talk talk about. Who actually had a very good game. Yep. Carried hard, carried very well, um, over and over again, and looks like he's back to probably his 2015 form. 2015. Is it's, this when he was running on treadmills with snorkels? Yes, that's the one. Matt Kvezic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've never seen Matt Kvezic play as well as he is doing this season so it can't, can't be Matt Kvezic uh, Ben Morgan hmm. Ben Morgan had a, a very good game in a, a tough game against that monstrous uh, cast pack uh, he carried superbly and he, he kept going as well you have to tell me about it because I literally was only interested in Newcastle and the amount of money that I was about to win if they won <laughs> uh, no just very good. It was it was a it was a solid overall Gloucester performance. They made it a bit nervy towards the end. Um, Sippers and Morgan were two of the, and um, Atkins Atkinson. He's class, um, isn't he? They're, were some of the standout performers in the first half, but they did make it in typical Gloucester fashion. They made it difficult for themselves as as the game went on and allowed Cast to get back into it a little bit. So they're in good position now because yeah, they've got to play Exeter twice. But I don't think they should fear Munster. Maybe Castaway is difficult. It depends. So they'll play Castaway at the end uh, as the last game of the season. Yeah. Gloucester will. So it depends what position Cast are in. Just remember this. If, if, it's, if Cast can't qualify, Cast will be sending out a second team. That's a great point. 
So just remember this though that cast with a team that made Leicester Tigers look like world beaters <laughs> last season. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, yeah. So cast, cast. If they turn up, they can be phenomenal. Hark back to the top fourteen final where they uh, beat they beat up that enormous Montpellier team. If they don't want to play, if they're not on it, then you can hammer them. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Phil, uh, why don't you do your rugby social? Oh, yeah, oh good. yes, very good point. Oh, actually, sell some razors, Tim, quickly whilst he's doing this. Well, I'm getting All geared right, you, up. You, you get rugby social sorted, and I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you know about an amazing offer that you can get through us with Cornerstone, who are the manufacturers of, we believe, the finest razors that you could possibly get, and which can be yours for less than the cost of a pint at the Dirty Onion in Belfast. <laughs> nice. Uh, cornerstone razors six of them in a presentation box delivered to you uh, and because you listen to us you could also get yourself with that order a free aluminium engraved shaft german precision engineered weighty heavy not like these plastic ones that other companies that have come along and trying to copy what cornerstone do no. are offering god no 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 you need you need proper manufactured goods and that's what you get with cornerstone you can get that offer four quid for that with no obligation to carry on, but uh, we think you'll want to anyway. Cornerstone.co.uk slash egg chasers. That's cornerstone.co.uk slash egg chasers or egg 10 checkout. There yes. we go. Rugby social. Uh, Love this. So I've been scouring uh, mostly Instagram, actually. Instagram? Ghosting. Wow. Instagram, yeah. You can Using get... whose account, Phil? Uh, Weirdo. I've, I've got a ghost account Have you? that I use for my Instagram. So secretive. <laughs> You know me, I just like to... He needs to have somewhere to, you know, to slide uh, oh. DMs into. <laughs> I wouldn't know what... Yeah. My, my... Oh, is this like the professional web players? Is this... Did I tell you my theory that they should have two Instagram accounts? I'm sure they probably do. They yeah, don't one, care. One, just... one, like, so James O'Connor has been putting loads of stuff on, on Instagram recently. And lots of people, mostly women, have been putting up... Hi James, L- loving your stuff. Would love to collaborate with you. <laughs> and like, obviously, he can't. You know, he can't return. You know, via James O'Connor. But you know, a secret account. He could probably, uh, you know, collaborate is one collaborate. of my favourite euphemisms. <laughs> Let's collaborate. Right. Uh, so yeah, mostly Instagram that I've been scouring. Been a bit of a voyeur. Mm. So five questions, uh, multiple options each time, and who wants to go first? Uh, who wants to go first? Tim. Tim, Tim, first, Tim yeah. gets first pick. Okay. Question number one. Which Southern Hemisphere-born Saracen showed off his new pair of R.M. Williams boots? Oh, nice. This week. Was it Brad Barrett, Michael Rhodes, Will Skelton, or Marcelo Bosch? It's, uh, I know. Uh, Tim first. Oh, goddamn. Um... Hang on, so what was the question? Which? Southern Hemisphere okay, born Saracen. Well, I'm thinking that um, maybe it will be tied to some kind of endorsement. And Marcello Bosch is a very handsome man, so um, I'll go for Bosch. If I was going to model my boots, I would pay money to Marcello Bosch to do that. However, they're an Australian company, and no one is more Australian uh, than uh, Will, Will Skelton. Yeah. You're both incorrect. What? Oh. They are an Australian company, but it was Brad Barrett. Was it? Who'd been gifted a pair. God damn. Brad Barrett is outraged that you described him as a Southern Hemisphere um, <laughs> Yeah, what? Player. So, England international Brad Barrett. Southern Hemisphere born. Uh, yeah, because Michael Rhodes oh, is, okay, yeah. is also in there, who is, has got aspirations <laughs> of playing for England. Question number two. 
Which England international Gloucester player was filmed wandering round the Gloucester strength and conditioning area in just his boxers and a pair of lifting shoes? Was it <laughs> Danny Cipriani? No. Charlie Sharples? No. no. Matt Banahan? Incorrect. Or Ben Morgan? Ben Morgan for me, please. JB picks Ben Morgan? That feels like a, that feels like a banners move for the bants, for the boys. For the lads, for the bants, Tim goes into the lead. It's, it's a joke. Yes. Absolute joke. Question number three. Yeah, so he had, he had all his tats out on show. Absolutely. Have he, have he and his brother finished their combined tattoo yet? <laughs> is it even true? <laughs> it, 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 I'm sure it is true. Isn't it a Spitfires or a Spitfire and a Hurricane? I thought it was a like cannon that. firing... <laughs> Find a cannonball. So, it, so it's the case that if they stand next to each other, it will be one picture. Yes, that's, yes. that's yeah. what I understand it to be. Yeah. Um, Banahan, who was wearing, so the, did you did you notice the? It, it was mentioned in comms, but the Gloucester bench split. No. Oh yeah, he's yeah, wearing back row. So banners. So it was a it was a four four split in terms of four forwards and four backs, but it was four front row forwards, then man, Matt Banahan. And then three regular backs. So yes. banners. So I'm assuming there was two hookers, one of whom would have been covering back row, which would mean that banners might have actually been covering second row. It would make sense. There was where an started, issue. That's where he started. Yeah, but he actually did come onto the wing for Marshall. I think it was. If you want to prolong your career, it's not bad to have some flexibility, is it? Yeah, absolutely. Question number three. Tim with a one nil lead. <sighs> Question number three. Which TV character? Did James Haskell compare girls who've had fake lips and fake cheekbone implant type <laughs> things to? Was it Miranda from Miranda? Was it Crichton from Red Dwarf? Was it Krusty the Clown from The Simpsons? Or was it Tony Soprano from The Sopranos? Tim, you are first. Those are some great options. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm thinking you're not. You're, I'm thinking you're not going to say Crichton because that's a, that's a curveball you put in there because we've said that Jacob Stockdale's head is reminiscent of Crichton <laughs> before. Um, uh, I will go with Tony Soprano. Crichton. JB levels it. Yes. No way. <laughs> it was. He put a picture up of Crichton and said something like, "Girls, when you have too much." Uh, Lip filler, cheek filler, face filler, whatever it is. What a woman hater. <laughs> Question number four. Wasps, uh, expensive stuff. What, what's the phrase? Oh, no, Does that mean, Phil, you're, sorry, you, that you're saying that J- your beloved Jacob Stockdale looks like a girl with <laughs> cheek implants? Is that what you're saying, Phil? Uh, I'm, I'm merely quoting James Haskell. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Question four. Question four. Expensive wasps star Lima Sopwanga. What's the what's the correct phrase, Tim? Expensively acquired. Yeah. Expensively acquired wasp star Lima Sopwanga is settling into life in Leamington Spa. How nice, Royal Leamington Spa. But Royal, Royal Leamington Spa. But what recent purchases is he amazed are so cheap compared to back home? <laughs> is it flat whites and espressos? Is it avocados and blueberries? Is it consumer electricals, for example, mm. TVs and games consoles, <laughs> or is it IKEA flat pack furniture? Oh, oh! Now it's me first, isn't it? It Number is. J- it is JB first. IKEA flat pack furniture. JB goes IKEA. I was going to go with that. 
So I'll I'll go avocados because they are crazy expensive in Australia. Uh, Australia and New Zealand. Uh, oh, New Zealand. Oh, yeah, Australia. I was thinking. Uh, no. Uh, yeah, I'll go avocados anyway. Um, Tim takes the lead. Oh, damn. Two one. So the, the, we wow. know we know he has been shopping in IKEA, but he certainly didn't this week comment on the expense of IKEA. He commented on. Oh, it's a very weird tweet about the ex- how cheap avocados and blueberries are over here. Yeah, interesting. Do you think he also tweeted that he didn't realize no one, none of his teammates told him that he needed euros to pay for a taxi. Oh, that's what, that's a tweet that I saw. Yeah, very funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so Tim has got a two-one lead going into the final question, which is fitting that it is a sales sharks based question. Oh, here we go. Come on, Beardmore. But Tim gets the first uh, pick on this. So. Question number five. What did Sam James and some of the other sale players do to relax before their big game in Perpignan? Did they go to... Is it the Worcester Academy house? (laughs) Check out the Wi-Fi. Um, Did they go to a zombie-themed escape room? (laughs) Did they go to a cat cafe? Did they go to a local theme park to go on the roller coasters? Or... Did they go to a spa for a massage and a facial? Tim, what do you think? Um, so Perpignan, south of France. That's like it's like the Basque. Is that Basque uh, territory? May as well be. Doesn't really, doesn't really matter. I'll go. I'll go fairground. Fairground. Cat cafe. I can tell you, a fairground is incorrect. Mm. A cat cafe is correct. Yes. Wow. Which means we need a tie break. Okay. Uh... <laughs> Brilliant, Phil. Very um, well constructed quiz. I was I was hoping you wouldn't draw level. That's fine. Why just lie and say I lost? We can draw. Okay. There we go. You what a great draw. game of rugby social. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> Fantastic. Well done, Phil. Uh, right. Do you, do you know where the sale players went after their victory in, in Perpignan? Uh, I, I, do you know what? I know so many things from this weekend. That I feel like I've heard it, but I can't. I, I don't know. Gone. They got a bus. Yes. South. Yes. To, yes, I do know this. To yeah. your your favourite city. Uh, do they in Nice? No, Barcelona. Barcelona. Oh. Barcelona. Yeah, I knew they did something fun. Damn. God damn. That's cool. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, hey, there you go. Hey boys, we've been uh, recording for an hour now. Shall we call it a day there, and we'll um, we'll put the rest of the Heineken Cup and our predictions for next week on well tomorrow's podcast. Absolutely. Yeah, let's do that. You have that, Tim? Yeah, that's, I'm going to have to be in the TMO shipping container still. I'm down south for two more days, so I can't I can't get to the dungeon tomorrow. Fantastic. Right, okay, well, there you go. There's an hour and one minute of content. Be grateful. Uh, we will see you uh, tomorrow with the rest of this podcast. So until then, go find us on our various social media channels and uh, let the boys play. Goodbye. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. 
ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. <laughs>